Hi, I'm Scott. And I'm Seth. And we're track walking. We are. And we're doing it. We're back. Um, Talking. Yeah, and you've got some stories to tell. You you gave me a little preview last week. It's either before or after we talked with Dusty. And you got fussy with somebody. And fussy <laughs> Seth makes me happy because we don't get to hear about so that's fussy. That's in the whole like like do I want to be the person that I'm being in a moment? And of course we did we recorded a podcast, which was an interview, which was so like we have we're not the the focus of the show when we're doing that. Okay. But like 28 hours prior to recording that I got punted off my motorcycle. And it's been a while since that's happened to you, hasn't it? I have, I've never really been, been punted like that in a race. This is only the second time this motorcycle has become not vertical. Um, I've only crashed this bike twice now. Um, one other time when I was on the track by myself, literally just screwing around, like seeing how much I could slide the front end before falling over. I don't know why I got it in my brain that that was like a fun thing to do, but I went out and I had too much tire pressure. I'm like, dude, the front's all slidey. And I was like sliding and sliding and sliding. And then I tipped over. I'm like, oh yeah, right. That's what happens when you're stupid repeatedly. Um, and then I scratched it and I was like, oh yeah, that's the other thing that happens when you're stupid. And, um, and then I got punted. Like I don't crash this bike. I'm pretty conservative with it. Um, but yeah, we, we sprint raced. And when we do sprint races, they're actually, they're shockingly like GLTC races. And the fact that they're, um, if we have five bikes or less, it's a six lap race and more than five bikes, it's an eight lap race. Right. Okay. And then during the course of a, of a sprint race day, with all the various classes that we have, there's like 24 classes you could sign up for depending on which bikes you have. So there's, there's depending on how they combine classes, there's anywhere between like 18 and 23 races usually during a day. Um, I generally sign up for about six because that's all the racing I have in me. Um, but Oh, side note. Cool thing is the fee structure. Like the first race is $35. The second race is 25 the third is 15, then 10, and then like five, 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 five. So, so you've, you've mentioned that before and it's, it's obnoxiously cheap in my brain. Yeah. And the thing is like, once you get beyond like your fifth race, I think every race beyond that is five bucks. So you could just sign up for all of them. There's people who race like 13 races during the day, which is utterly exhausting. Um, it's such a neat, so such a neat series. I love this. I love motor. I love my little tiny motorcycle racing. Um, anyway, um, so the 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 fact is it it because it's uh, the majority of the races I race are only like six laps long. Like GLTC, every lap, everything is important. There's no like middle of the race thing where you're like, no, no, I'll just like try to, you know, run good clean laps and do things like everything is important all the time. Um, because you're, you take the, you take the green and it's like first corner mad dash, first lap sort of settling in 
And then, you know, like in a GLTC race, you're like, okay, I got these two laps. All right. Now the race is almost done. Ah, and then you're, you know, trying to, f- so like it's hair, intense hair on the fire. entire time. Yeah. And so because it is important all the time to do well, there are people that have a hard time focusing on what we're doing. Like, which is just which is to say we are still racing for fun right and none of this is important and if you hurt your buddies you're kind of a dick oh as a group okay yep i'm with you um and because we're racing with children right if you hurt somebody's kid you're definitely a dick yeah that's Yes. Um, and because so you've got there, like 40 year olds riding with like eight year olds. We've got like 60 year olds riding with eight year olds. Yeah. Okay. Um, and a bunch of 30 year olds and 40 year olds. And yeah, there, so there needs to be a level of maturity that goes beyond the, the intensity of the races, if that makes sense. Yes. Um, because there needs to be there, there needs to be time when you look at what's going on around you and you go, that's probably not that important. Okay. Um, Prioritizing adult stuff. Right. And, and I don't know how much of, I, I don't, I haven't really gotten inside the heads of any GLTC people other than you and, and Brian. Yeah. Brian. Um, We've, We've heard from, we've heard from quite a we few. We have heard from a lot point. of racers. Yeah, but are those but, those are there there moments in GLTC where you're like, I just think I shouldn't do that right now. Yes, and I'm getting better about those decisions. But kind kind of like you said, it's it's hard because it's a sprint race, and so like every minute, every corner counts, right? Sort of thing. And it's right. hard to not just go for it on every single corner of every single lap. Well, and if you get, I was terrible at starting last weekend. If you get behind people and it takes you three laps to get past someone, then the race is over, right? You don't have enough time to catch back up with the leaders. Even if you're faster than them, it just, the time doesn't exist anymore. Well, I don't know about catching the leaders. That's not an experience I get to have. Um, it's fun. Ever. You should try it sometime. Thanks. I appreciate that. <laughs> Dick. <laughs> so anyway, there is, I, I, I don't think he listens to the show. I don't think he knows what I do. There's a, there's an older gentleman that races with his son, father, son racing. It's great. Mm-hmm. Um, they're, they're pretty, they're pretty good riders. They're getting better. Um, they've been racing with the group for about, about a year. Um, and their, their riding and their race craft is definitely improving. Um, they're pretty passionate about little bikes. Um, they certainly are throwing money at motors. The, the, (laughs) the more I beat them early on, the more they would just throw money at it until they could keep up with us. But in the heat of the moment, um, the father tends to make I don't want to say make poor decisions. He makes decisions that I wouldn't make and nobody else is making. Okay. 
Um, not that not that nobody in the world races like him, but we generally don't do it on tiny motorcycles when we all have to, you know, basically go to work or do something important on Monday, right? Sure. Um, and I suspect, I suspect he doesn't have very good peripheral vision. Not like mm-hmm. that is not to say physically doesn't have good peripheral vision, but I don't awareness. think he, he, he doesn't have good peripheral awareness. Sure. Um, because I've had times when I've come up on the inside of him and functionally our bikes are directly next to each other. Mm-hmm. And he comes over on me. Like, like he just starts to put me into the dirt. Um, and it's happened several times at, at a particular corner. And so now I know I can't, like, I cannot pass him on the inside there because if I'm not a full half bike length past him in that corner, he will come over on me and he will crash us both. Uh, so this is... And it's, Re- and it's not just offender. me. Yeah, it's not just me. I've watched him do it to people. You know, he does it with, when we're endurance racing. Um, like, it's a thing he does. Okay. And, and I do think it's a, a peripheral awareness thing. I think he's, he's looking ahead, not in a good way, if that makes sense. Um, because we all, we all do eyes up, but eyes up is awareness. When we say eyes up, we really mean awareness, right? Yeah. That, that doesn't mean only look in front of the car. Right. I'm, I guess I'm interested if this has been a continual thing though, that like how, like you as a fellow writer and as an instructor and as a person of some experience, like at a certain point and I guess, well, I'll have to let you get ahead in the story a little bit here to share what actually happened. But like, how do you help him get better or do you like, is, is that even a role that you're trying to take on in this? It has not been so far. Okay. Fair enough. Um, and, and part of that is because you can't help everybody, Seth. There are people I would talk to. Um, if it was my kid, I would talk to them. Okay. Um, if they were on my endurance team, I would talk to them. Uh, there, you know, there, there are people that I feel it's appropriate to go, all right, that thing that you did, we need to talk about that. Sure. Um, I have come off track with him and gone, I think that was a little close a couple times. And he's just like, yeah, that was fun. And I'm like, not not that kind of close. Dude, I've had very similar conversations <laughs> with a few drivers. I'm like, man, that was uh, that was that was so, little, that was a little something and they're like, yeah, it was awesome. I'm like, was it though? So the situation is we're coming down a short straightaway. You want to move all the way to the left. Um hardest braking on the on the track and uh, basically a 90 degree right-hand corner into a carousel. Um, I move all the way to the left. I know he is, we just avoided, uh, uh, an accident previously. Somebody tipped a bike over. We had to, you know, sort of break our lines and break our momentum. I know he's gaining on me a bit okay. on the straightaway. 
I still move over my position all the way to the left to make the turn. Um, and so as you, as you go to the right, you're looking like you're looking all the way off to the right, 90 degrees to the bike, right? Eyes up 90 degrees yeah. to the bike. So your peripheral vision is basically is almost looking behind you at this point. Sure. And I am under braking and starting to tip the bike in. And I can see that if I go for the apex, like I'm, I'm, a, I'm ahead of him. I'm ahead of him by two thirds of a bike lane. But he's coming. If I go for the apex of that corner, he will 100% hit me. He is going to completely blow the apex, go all the way, like, you know, do a complete bullshit corner speed, go all, you know, go uh, all the way to the bomb. curbing on the other side. Dive bomb. Yeah. And like, I can see in my peripheral vision, this person is going to hit me like a hundred percent going to hit me unless I stand the bike up, okay. which is not the same as he has position and I need to stand the bike up. True. Um, and, and I think that's, that's a matter of speed and rotation at that point. <laughs> right. And, and that's sort of the thing, right? Like, like you have that in, in car stuff too, right? Yeah. Where, where somebody doesn't have overlap on you, but if they don't move, like if they don't yield that position, they're going to hit the car in front of them. Sure. And like, that's polite. There's a whole bunch of things going on that, that makes that wrong. Yes. Right. That's and several come to mind immediately, but I'll let you continue. And, and you can stand, like I have stood people up in that corner, right? But if you're going to stand somebody up, you really have to have full overlap on the bike so that they like they can't turn in right okay. um and, and it's a it's a passing thing like like there there are ways to pass there where you still hit the apex but you've slowed way you know because right. you haven't gone all the way to the left you've slowed way down right well and in gltc we really try not to talk about overlap because of the confidence and bs nature that that can right lead. but we've also talked about that fact that you can't really see behind you on a bike means overlap is not just about um who has position but just awareness that the other bike that you are near knows where you are and what's happening right and and that's the thing like if you have half a bike overlap the person has to be able to see you True. right like they're in front of you if you are right next to a person it's questionable like they may or may not, depending on how eyes up they are. Okay. If if your wheel is behind their front wheel, there's a reasonable chance they haven't seen you. Yeah. And okay. and those are just like general rules, right? Sure. Um, but I was <laughs> definitely in front of him, definitely starting my turn, definitely would have gotten hit. And it was like, I'm in the right here. But do you want to be the guy who was in the right and, and got and wrecked? Killed? Yeah, and yeah. Wrecked. Like, and I would have gotten wrecked hard. He would have hit me right in the side of the motorcycle, you know, and, and crashed us both hard. And so, so I stood the bike up and I, you know, really grabbed a handful of brake. And by this point, I'm out in the marbles, and I just lost the front and tipped over. Like, uh, it was just I just stood up in in utter disgust. Right, like true. it was the last lap of the race which was irrelevant because I was just so pissed off that yeah. 
that someone had put me in that situation and it broke a foot peg on my bike. And, you know, so I just started the bike again and rode into the pits. I was done. And he comes back in and he goes, Oh, I thought you were behind me until the finish line. And I looked at him and I said, I and said, no, how, wait, wait, how, how long after like the, so you came in a lap, like one lap before the checkered. I was driving into the pits as he was taking checkers, basically. All right. So like he comes off two minutes 40, later, 45 seconds later, a okay. minute later, okay. he takes his helmet off. I have my bike over there. I realize the peg is, is broken and I'm, you know, like analyzing things. It's, it is less than two minutes after he's knocked you, me off the bike. You haven't had a moment yet. <laughs> yeah. I'm, okay. I am emotionally involved in the situation. <laughs> heavily emotionally involved in the situation okay, still that's fair I, and, I like that i'm i'm involved <laughs> yeah yeah i i haven't i haven't like christ it's a week later and i haven't given it up but two minutes after i get i get and i say i got knocked off the bike i crashed the bike myself yes because i made the decision not to get hit yes um you you did the superhero self-sacrifice to say to save i don't want to call him the enemy but like the other person who's there's there were choices to be made sure um and it's sometimes being right isn't the right choice yeah um that's good hold on i want you to say that again sometimes being right isn't the right choice that's a hard thing to learn in the heat of a race, right? Like, I, I could think of no fewer than three things right now that that can also apply to. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, and so keep going. He, he comes back and he's like, oh, I thought you were behind me. And I, and I looked at him and I'm like, not right now. I have to fix the bike. He goes, did you crash? And I said, yes, you were going to run into me. So I had to make a choice. Not right now. And he was just like, what? And so I wouldn't talk to him. Like, sure. wouldn't talk to him. I had a race like two races later. So I had approximately, you know, 10 or 12 minutes to fix the bike. Jesus. <laughs> um, so fast. Which I, which, I, which I did. Like, it was, I, I, I fixed the bike, put a new foot peg on six or eight minutes later. Um, you know, it was all done. It was fine. And I went out and I raced and I had some really good races after that. So whatever. Okay. Okay. Um, I was actually, as we've talked about before, the ability to clear that experience and, and get back to being a good person. Like I was thinking hard about that once I got the bike together and I was like, all right, I've got maybe eight minutes to get it out of my system because I'm going to go line up again. And the people I'm going to line up with don't deserve to have yeah. pissed off me yeah. in the next race. Sure. Like that's, that's so, not what they signed up for. So what, like, I, I hate the Like, so, you know, how did you get yourself focused? Like, I, I don't want to ask you like ethereally or like, uh, Oh my God abstract like i i don't want abstract stuff like do you listen to music do you like close the visor on your helmet early to like 
block out the world? Do you like what? What do you do? To, Just to get yourself there. It was it was breathing, and it was not talking to other people. Like it was deep, it slow was, breaths. Like what? Just consciously breathing. Just okay. knowing that I'm that I breathe. Right now. I'm yeah, like like I now. breathe differently when I'm really upset, right? Like it's it's short, it's yep. you know more powerful. It's like like it's that upset breathing, right? And and I know, like I can feel it in my chest when I'm pissed off like that. Yeah. And I know that if I slow down and I breathe and I just sort of bring it inside myself, I can, I can. Feel feel the adrenaline ease okay um and i can feel sort of that tension leave my chest and my neck which is really where i really feel it right like i really feel it in, in through my chest and through my throat and my neck and that's where i feel that that need to go punch somebody in do the you, neck do you get like, hot head like does your head actually really, get hot not really okay. that's it's really like like upper chest and into my neck that's like like i can it it tingles. Okay. It literally yeah. is, is tingling. And, you know, I feel like I want to go headbutt somebody um, that like, that's just like super animal response to all of that stuff. Like, yep. ah, it's the worst. Okay. And, and so because I've, because I've tried to become aware of what that feeling is, um, like, like when I can feel that in my chest and in my neck and in my throat, and I can feel that adrenaline there, I also know when I'm bringing it down, right? Like, okay, like sure. when I'm breathing, when I'm focusing, when I can ease that feeling, um, because if I can ease the physical part of that feeling, mm. then in that process, I'm easing the mental part of that feeling. Sure. So I I don't really focus on calming my mind. I focus on calming my body. Yep. And that brings my mind back down where it should be. Yep. Um. Yeah. Then and, and, and that's and that stuff is really good for like immediate, like if you need something in the immediate present, like if which you is are, re- which is really where I was right, right? if. Like if you just had a really frustrating interaction where you, if you almost died or if, like, yeah, like if wh- you just had a car happens. accident, right. right? Like, and you need to deal with the aftermath of a car accident, right? You need to figure out how to physically calm yourself yes, so that you can let your brain operate so that you can do what needs to be done. Oxygen levels. You've got to get the right chemicals flowing again in your brain right. in your body um all that sort of stuff okay and that's really where i was and then th- like if i dealt with a mental standpoint it was it was to tell myself like you are going to have to relax on the start this can't be an aggressive start okay. um because you can't go into corner one thinking you're going to be a hero you you're too amped up for that game right now. Sure. Um, and so I was able to get myself like physically calmed down. So I felt okay when I put my helmet back on and then, um, I just didn't fight in the first corner. Right. Like I just, 
not that I didn't try to do it well, but there was no like, I'm going to take this position. It was like, all right, he's going around me. I'm talking in here. It's fine. And, and I did that first three or four corners, just sort of riding rather than trying to be aggressive, like mm -hmm. really aggressive and had a really, really good race. Okay. Um, so I was in that moment, I was proud of myself. Um, that's because quick, I was, that's a quick turnaround. It is. It's as, it's as good as I've ever done. I've had, I've had people make me upset in races before, obviously not crash me, but I've had people make me upset in races before, and I didn't do that good a job. Um, so I'm getting better. Hey. Um, so yay. Did, did you guys ever get, did you guys ever connect before the end of the day? I talked to him twice. Okay. One time, so we came over later and he goes, I didn't even see what happened. And I said, I looked at him and I said, <laughs> I know you didn't. <laughs> I, I looked at him and I said, if I had turned in, I said, I was still in front of you. And if I had turned in, you were going to hit me. And I said that right to him. I said, you were going to hit me. And I knew that. And I said, so I had to make a decision not to get hit. And he kind of paused and he was like, oh, I didn't realize that. I thought you were slowing the bike down because you knew I was going to come by. And I said, I said, no, I said, you were definitely going to T-bone me if I had ridden, ridden my line. I said, I was still in front of you. And if I had ridden my line, you were way, you were coming in way, way too hot to not hit me. I said, so rather than crash us both, I tried to bail on the corner and I said, I made a mistake and locked the front. And he was kind of like, oh, I didn't realize that. And then he just ended it. Mm -hmm. um, and I knew the position I put him in then, right? Yep. Like, you... like somebody just accused you of fucking up. Yeah, I mean, you, you confronted him with a version of himself that <laughs> he... Sounds like he wasn't quite prepared to deal with. And you don't have to believe it, right? Sure. Like, you don't have to believe me. No. But I still said it to you. Sure. And the second time was at the end of the day when I asked him if he was coming to the next endurance race. Uh, he's like, yeah, we'll be out there. And I said, oh, good. I'm glad you'll be there. I think your bike will do better on that track. Um, I think you guys will have a lot of fun. And I was... <laughs> This is me kind of being a dick. I was overtly nice to him. So within the course of about an hour, I accused him of being an asshole and crashing me. And then I said, I am going to love seeing you in three weeks when we race again. <laughs> so I can beat your ass. He knows we're faster than him endurance racing. That's not even a question. Yeah. Um, although the, the issue is we, we have this, this problem endurance racing. Every one of my team has had this problem endurance racing where we get by him. Like we're, when we endurance race, we're two to three seconds a lot faster than him, but we'll pass him and he'll immediately try to do like some fancy, like, Oh, I'm going to pass you back thing. And it's like, stop, like <laughs> stop, just Tuck in behind, see what you can learn from us. Like, don't be, and, and that's the thing is, is 
it's not just my team. There's, I don't want to say half the field, but there's, there's a number of people who are like, ah, he drives me insane. Like his, the style, the choices he makes, makes it really difficult to want to race with him. So I totally get that adding a camera to your helmet is extra weight, especially for some of these races that's not desirable. Do you guys ever put GoPros on your helmet? Take a couple, a couple of the members of my team do. Yeah. Um, Because one of my thoughts and one of the things we, we use often, Oh, we, we always try to take in car um, as much for safety as recording, whatever may happen. But it's one thing to have your word in saying what's happened. It's another thing to have video evidence of said thing. Right. And like even having like a little laptop with email and saying, hey, I've got some video. Why don't you come watch it? Or, hey, I've got a clip. Where can I email it to? <laughs> Yeah, and and it's never it hasn't been an issue. Like li- there's literally sure. there there are literally no other in 3 years I've not had this problem with any other rider. Um no, and, but but you don't you also don't have to use it for incidents like this. You can also use it for like hey, had a really good battle with you all race you want to come watch it or like hey i was noticing you were doing this um i think if you did this it might help you like show them video of what they're doing i probably should like i I should probably make an effort to do that if nothing else so i can like show you how much fun tiny motorcycles are i i genuinely would be interested in seeing it (laughs) so no and I I don't know, like, where on your helmet, like, I've seen people with, like, in front of the face sort of thing or, like, hanging on the side or, like, the the 360 thing on top, kind of whatever. Yeah, there's, I'm I'm a little nervous about putting one on my helmet when riding track bikes. Um, When we crash, we tend to crash, like, hard, and I like the helmet to, to do its job without any obstructions. Sure. Um, Even though it'll probably break off. I assume it'll break off pretty easily. Yes. Um, knowing knowing that I broke one off my dirt bike just jumping in on the trails this weekend. Yes. Um, <laughs> that, that <laughs> went over a, went over a, a jump and came down. I was like, oh, I'm awesome. Bloop, 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 bloop. <laughs> Camera rolls down the trail in front of me. It's like, oh, that's hey y'all, watch this. Yeah. Yeah. But um. But um. No, I've I've got I'm a couple pr- other guys. I'm proud guys of you. Are... I'm proud of you. Like it. Especially I'm, to hear you say that's like it's the best that you've ever done. That's right, I think that's right. something. Right. And I just like it puts such a stain on the weekend to like like I could make decisions to not battle with him, right? Um maybe. Uh, and and the thing is I had passed him and it was like cool, I'm by him. And like I was comfortably by him. Had we gone through, had he not dive bombed me there and gone through the carousel, by the time we got back on the straight, I would have been a second and a half in front of him. Like we never would have seen each other again. Like I had done my job. I had safely cleared him. Everything was going to be fine. Um, 
like, so I kind of understand battling with him. Like I've got to do things in a certain way so that I don't create conflict. Sure. Um, but I hate that being my responsibility. Yeah. It's driving around people. You're not comfortable with is always an extra burden. Yeah. So I, I still need to learn to do it better. Um, but there's a couple of guys out there that um, I race as close or closer with that I have a wonderful time with. Like, I love racing that close with them. And we'll get done and and we'll go high-five each other and be like, that was awesome. Like, yep. I trust you to make those moves on on me you trust me like we had a really good time oh yeah um so it's not the close racing it's just it's a personality thing I, um i understand what you're saying <laughs> i i yes i agree i hear you um i see you and this is going to continue to be a, an an issue until i either and, and so part of the issue of, of the guys I race with, um, there's a group of like five of us that have bikes that are all around the same speed. Oh. Um, th that is, they're all around the same lap time. And a lot of it depends on the quality of the day that we're having as an individual rider, mm -hmm. um, how we shake out. And most of the bikes I'm down on power a little bit. So if we go on the straightaway, I'll lose two or three bike lengths on the straightaway. Like I'm noticeably down on power from them. And so I have to pass them in different ways. I have to make speed in different ways. Um, like I don't get to pass on the straights. I have to do other stuff or I have or, to or like difficult stuff. Yeah. So like, so like, like, like to me, super fun racing yep. and, and within the rules, I could very easily add a horsepower to the bike. Okay. Um, and when you've only got eight and a half horsepower, adding one horsepower is like a lot. It's a lot. The the power to weight there is significant. Right. But if I add a horsepower, I'm not racing these guys anymore. And I don't mean to sound that like a, like I'm a dick, but but if I can pull them on the straights, we're not racing in the same way that we've been racing. True. And I don't really want to do that. I don't want to give up this thing that I have, this, this really neat group that I'm racing with right now, just so that I can run out front of, of one guy. You are like cloak yourself in pure white linen, put a halo over <laughs> your head. Like you are a deer. <laughs> Okay, so a delightful again, human being. I'm I'm kind <laughs> of going to be a dick just to you right now, Scott. Is that okay? It wouldn't be the first time tonight, so you know. Leading a race from the front, from green to checkers, is not that much fun. No. And, I've, and I I've got the that. opportunity to do that now. I know you. You did that like one, twice. Did you do twice? It was or just a, once. It wasn't the first race. Twice, second and third race. Okay. At Blackhawk, it's not that much fun. Like I, there's there's a joy in it in in going like, 
I have to be perfect, right? Like I have to run qualifying type laps, good laps, stay out in front. Like there, sure. there's an intensity to it, which is interesting, but it's not fun. Like actually racing people. Yeah. Um, I agree. And building a bike where I just run away in the front is not something I'm interested in. I just think you're a wonderful person, Seth. That's it. <laughs> wonderful. It, and part of me looks at like how where where Brian DeFries is running in in GLTC, and I'm like, that looks like fun. Running top one, two, three in GLTC looks like way less fun than what Brian's doing to me. I wouldn't mind being a little farther up in the field. Um, yeah, top top five. I mean, don't get me wrong. I wouldn't mind, uh, you know, once in a while. But, yeah, maybe not back where I am. It looks like, to forward. me, very frequently, like 5 through 12 in GLTC yes. looks like a cool place to that's, be. Uh, that's, that's the dream. I dream of P five, Seth. Yeah, and 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 I get that the like winning races, especially DLTC races, like is like it's prestigious and awesome, and like you you win that and you've done a thing. Yes, like for real, you should be proud of yourself. Everybody who wins a DLTC race should be proud of themselves. But on the other hand, as far as like quality racing, starting 10th and making your way to P5 in a six lap race that's, that's a thing. like that's some real fun right it's that's real. a that's a challenge as a racer as a driver like that looks like a really cool thing yeah yeah and i kind of i i almost always get to have that experience in race 1 because i can't qualify to save my life um, so I, and my race pace is always a little quicker than my qualifying pace. So I almost always like I'm required to like try to get, make some moves in race one because gosh, dang it. I cannot put a single clean lap together in qualifying. For Cause you're a better racer than you are a qualifier. Clearly. Yeah. Clearly. No, no. We'll have to talk about that in the off season. Yeah, Heartland is coming up. It is soon. It's not this. Is it this coming next next weekend? When this, yeah. So when we're talking, it'll be a week from this weekend. When this comes out, it will be like in a few days. Okay. Yeah. Um. Yeah, been doing this uh, drop floor pan. And uh, decided to do new door bars while we were at it. And that has turned into a bit of an adventure. Um, the door bars are fine. They'll work. I'm not super happy with them because I made them. and <laughs> So you're just not happy with yourself? And that's not a skill I currently possess. <laughs> um, so they'll they'll work for now. I'll prob- I, I think I'm going to have them redone at some point um but the the drop pan is amazing um again ergonomics continue to be way more important than uh i think and just your pants fit is it like 
Is it like, ooh, good pants? It's just like all of a sudden like my wiper comes to a different part on the hood now. And like it's, I'm like, I like being low in cars. I love it. Like if I could put my butt like another three inches down, I absolutely would. But that would be terrible. Um, I've got a long torso and it's in a you're weird. You're a weird person. I, <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah. And, but because of that, the exhaust also had to get redone because now there's this huge like box oh, yeah. on the underside. So, um, took it up to Jake Abbott to have them redo the, uh, the mid pipe on the exhaust stopped in there today. It's looking real good. And uh, then I need to get it back, actually mount the seat to the pan, um, get the sub belts and the right side lap belt in, change the oil, because after Bob did my oil analysis, my oil analysis was not very happy, so I need to change my oil. Um... There's a few other things. I'm almost I almost don't want to clean it because every time I've cleaned it we know what's happened. <laughs> so I'm not gonna clean it. I'll clean like the windshield before practice. I don't even want to talk about the superstition. It's getting so bad. Yeah, it's just at this point, like it's the last race of the year. Like I don't want to fix anything, you know? Yeah. And if oh, not no, cleaning I'm... the car is the trick, Seth. I'm gonna do that. I'm. I'm just. I'm. I'm impressed that you went. There's a gap before the last race. Let me completely change the ergonomics of the car. Yeah, but it'll be better. <laughs> it'll be better, and now I can put like the steering wheel like left to right and up and down and things. Like it's so cool. Valkyrie Engineering made me a custom one-off um, steering column holder that bolts to my roll cage bar it is dope that that probably for the appropriate amount of money they would make it two off or three off for people who want to call them yeah 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 call valkyrie if if you want to be like scott yeah yeah. if you've got if you're still using the miata um i've got an nb2 i'm not sure if that matters um but i've got that and then uh using inch and a half roll cage bar and it's super adjustable, so it's like, it'll work, but yeah. it's dope. Um, so, yeah, a couple of things to get done. Otherwise, like, the car was prepped for Lime Rock, um, which <laughs> wasn't able to go to. Yeah. Um, so I haven't driven on track in, like... Months? Two and a half months. <laughs> that's... It's... That's a... bit crazy. It's not okay. No. Um... So, Especially not when I regale you with stories of racing. Yeah. And I phoned in my um, Spirit of the Award uh, prize for this weekend. Or, yeah, this weekend. Yeah. Uh, so I'm not instructing, which we it's probably a thing we should talk about at some point because I feel bad that I'm not instructing. Oh, do you? Yes. So part of me feels bad that I'm like letting people down. Part of me feels bad because I love instructing and like not having ducklings kind of makes me sad. 
but it's going to give me a lot more time to like hang out with Brian and Becky and like to actually like see people, which I rarely get to do anymore because of my responsibilities. And I'm excited about that. So what am I going to do, Seth? I'm trying to look for tire analysis work and, uh, data and video review work uh, because I apparently am a mas- masochist. Is masochist hurt, hurting yourself? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Mask. Yeah. yeah. So I'm a masochist. So if you'd like us to look at your tires <laughs> to uh, tell you, you what to do. A couple dollars to, uh, yeah. to have Scott and Becky look at tires and, and tell you if you could do things better. Yeah. Um, you and, can suck up all Scott's free time and make him again weird about the fact that he has no bandwidth. Yeah. Help help me learn more about myself <laughs> by helping me help you do things. <laughs> so yeah, we're that, and and we're going to be working with Nick Coors. Um, I love Nick. He's he's a good dude. Um, I've been super. We're we'll have to have him on after the season's over because his attitude changed this season. I think it's been nothing short of extraordinary. We've never had him on the show, have we? No. So no, I, I, forget, I think like, that's like, a given. Yeah, I hung out with him at Coda and uh he stayed stayed at Brian's house when we were there yep. and had a had an outstanding time. He and his whole crew are uh such a such a wonderful group of of people. Bob so. um Bob just reminded me I was on track actually a month ago at Gingerman in a big booty Kia Rio. Oh yeah. Forgot about that experience. And you said that didn't suck. It didn't suck. No. Yeah. It sucks even less now from what I hear. So yeah. I'm excited. Um, Like, like, like most of our friends like you, uh, like they, you guys, I don't know what it is with car people. You're like, I need to spend money and change a thing. And part of me is like, maybe you could just learn how to handle the shit you have for an event or two. And so if Bob's listening to this, stop trying to buy wheels and just <laughs> swear to God, just drive the shit you have. It works pretty good. I mean, he's not wrong. Um, <laughs> so uh, Bob says no, by the way. Um, okay, that's what I figured. <laughs> so, yeah, the, the whole tire analysis thing, just super briefly, like it's not just us telling you tire pressures, although that's part of it. Um, we can also see what your alignment's doing and if it's working well for you or not we can help you take a look at where you should be in terms of like weight distribution like if you can move this thing over here that's going to help uh if you have the rules ability to size up or down entire size or wheel size like we can tell you that so those are things. And then the the video and data session stuff is just bring me video or data. We'll take a look through it, kind of pinpoint the few things to go out next session and work on. And um, if you don't have data, I've got an Apex Pro that we can stick on your car and and use. So uh, we've got... We've got rates that I'll I'll post them soon on the uh, the Insta or the Facebook probably Instagram too, um, and it's it's kind of one price if you just want to do 
one thing once, but then it gets cheaper if you want to do multiple times, which I think tends to be better over the long run. And it's the finals. Everybody wants to do well, so help us help you to do well. Everybody always wants to do well, Scott. Nobody wants to be bad at this. It's, it's, I mean, except me. I want to be just bad enough to be in the middle of the pack, apparently. It's kind of how I roll. Yeah, I want to dive into that because I think you're sabotaging yourself. So I'm probably. I have one more thing to talk about, one more yes. motorcycle thing to talk about because I look at your face and I'm like, you look like you want to stop this. So we talked previously, I think on the show about, uh, my, one of our, my teammates who ended a, a dirt bike riding session with a giant hole in his leg. What? What happened? Did I not, this was like three weeks ago. Oh, was that the shin thing? Yeah, it was the shin oh. thing. Yeah. Like the giant hole in a shin and you, this was you more than a few weeks ago, but, uh, I still feel it. Uh, yeah. Like three, it was like three weeks ago, a month ago. Anyway. Yeah. Um, he's still limping around, still can't ride motorcycles. Anyway, yeah, because he had a oh hole my god, in they have leg. a. They sent me a video of it, which I wish I could post, but I can't because it's way too graphic. Like he's sitting with a surgical drape over his leg, and and he moves his toes, and you can see all the muscles oh. in his shin like wiggling around, like these these sea creatures in his oh. leg. It's phenomenal. <laughs> <laughs> it's so oh, horrible. God. Anyway, you berated oh. me because we yeah. uh, we did a, a trail fix with like oh. a t-shirt and a tie-down strap. Yes. So that he didn't bleed out yes. on the way back. Did you actually and, buy one? No, like I I brought I no, I we went riding on on Saturday and I brought a handful of knuckle bandages and an ace bandage. And that's way better than what we had. And I almost sent you a picture of my new improved medical kit because I was like, dude, we could fix minor issues with this. I mean, it's okay. It's better than what you used to have. <laughs> Good for you. Is <laughs> as much enthusiasm as I'm going to give you. Okay. So we did that. And then we rode around and it was like 93 degrees and humid. And we, <laughs> we got done. And one of the guys I was with, um, like he got done w with like three miles of the trail left. He stopped and he looked at me and he was like, I need to go back on the road because the, the trails cross the road at different places. Okay. Um, and, and he looks at me, he's like, I need to go back on the road. So he turns and he takes the gravel road back. And I was like, all right, it's fine. Like he's been, he's been like actually drinking water. He's been doing good. Right. Um, the other guy we were with crashed like approximately 32,000 times um, during the thing. So the, the loop took us a lot longer than it should have. So we were out in, you know, 93 degree heat and gear where way longer than we should have been. And we get done and the guy who went back on the road, Mike, he, uh, he's like, I think I'm in trouble. <laughs> Mike has had, Mike has had heat and dehydration issues in the past. Was I was he, like, you need anything? He's like, no. Was he getting the spins? he just felt wrong oh, and he's he's done this enough that he knows he was like i think i need to go to the hospital <laughs> and we were like you need us to drive you he's like no i i can drive he goes i know the hospital is right up the road he's like i can drive and and he actually he didn't go to the hospital because he got up the road a little bit and then vomited all over the inside of his truck yep and that made him feel a lot better. 
Boy, for a hot minute though, like that, it's not a fix for dehydration. It's vomiting. That that's not how right. that works. And he was like, "No, I think I feel better now." So he went home, like took a took a cold shower, cooled off, yep. ate some salty things, got himself back together. And and I think the issue, amongst other issues, is that um, he was drinking just water and just sweat so like he's putting in water and sweating out all the salts and other horrible things yeah and and that's what happened to has happened to him in the past and that's why getting fluids at the hospital have helped him because it really helps the electrolyte balance come back in and then he feels better and um when he gets that weird his body just won't hold liquid down when he tries to drink his body's like i'm screwed up and it barfs and sure. um, so we didn't go to the hospital this time, but but we're now in a, all right, so now I have a minimal first aid kit. How do I deal with dehydration, heat stroke? Do I need to carry like one of those like little packages? Yeah, little electrolyte things. Yeah, the the runners use them. The like little, they're like goo that yeah, you just like, it's, right. got, it's got tons of sodium and sugar and Well, and things. since the 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 guy who put the big hole in his shin is a type one diabetic i mean like mm, he should it, it seems like something he should be bringing if we're being uh, honest i know but if i have to rely on my teammates to be the responsible ones bleh, this is track dad's at it again track dad's at it again so i thought you would be proud of me and would would love an, an update on that and i actually ordered a uh, significantly uh, more robust um camelback backpack type thing so that i can now carry my own water because i almost got into trouble because the loop took us so long because i don't usually carry water um or gatorade or gatorade like i don't carry any liquid with me i'm like if i'm only going to be out riding for an hour and a half like there's nothing i'll do in an hour and a half that screws me up that bad um but i'll be fine then you have it and then i have it and and then i can carry like the tiny toolkit i have saved a bike like we were able to get out of the woods with a thing and so like i was feeling super responsible and i wanted to tell you about it all right i want you to bring that on the show next time because i want to see it the tiny toolkit or the the, the whole the, the whole get up when you when you have it all right you you will be impressed with my tiny toolkit it's 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 super <laughs> that, cool that seems very personal and <laughs> uh borderline pornographic it will be. Uh, we are at Track Walking Podcast on Facebook and Instagram. Uh, track Walking Chats on the Facebook for the group. For the two of and us. Look, look for Scott doing his uh, tire thing. Yeah, tire things. I'm Scott. And I'm Seth. Bye. Bye. Bye.